The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Tuesday, August 2nd, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you shop Amazon through my links at buzzburbank.com. Now at least 14 people in Miami have been infected with the Zika virus through mosquito bites, and at the request of the governor, the feds are sending in an emergency response team today. Also now, the Centers for Disease Control has issued a travel advisory warning pregnant women to avoid that Miami neighborhood or to take special precautions there, including mosquito repellent and condoms, since Zika can also be spread through sex. It's also urging women who've been in Miami since about June 15th to see their doctors and get tested for Zika. There's already a travel advisory in effect for Puerto Rico, but this is the first time in American history there's been a travel advisory about part of the continental United States. Florida officials are terrified, not just because of the birth defects that can be caused by Zika, but by the damage the virus is already doing to the state's crucial tourism industry. Young families, the lifeblood of Florida tourism, are already canceling their reservations. Travel spending in Florida topped $89 billion last year. The tourist industry employs well over a million Floridians. But the mosquitoes that carry the Zika virus are not just in Florida. They're in nearly half the country, up and down the East Coast, and across the South from Florida to California. And since Miami's a key entry point for people coming from Latin America and a destination for people in other parts of this country, it's the perfect ground zero for Zika in the U.S., and as the virus spreads here, it isn't clear how we'll pay to fight the virus or the mosquitoes. Congress left that question unanswered as it left for a vacation that continues into September. In the meantime, health officials say the mosquito-fighting efforts so far are not working very well. This fire is called the Roaring Lion, a wildfire in Montana that since Saturday has scorched thousands of acres and chased more than 500 families from their homes. It started about 60 miles south of Missoula and got its name as it headed up the Roaring Lion Road in one of our national forests. Quoting a forestry spokesman, we can rebuild homes, we're just trying to get people out of the way. It's even chasing firefighters, pushing them back from their front lines in 90-degree weather and 45-mile-an-hour winds. In California, a fire 10 times bigger than that, bigger than all of San Francisco, has burned for more than a week now and continues to burn past its expected containment date of July 31st. More than 5,000 firefighters are fighting this fire, which has now swept through nearly 41,000 acres. Two more communities have been evacuated as another 70 buildings were destroyed, most of them homes. 2,000 homes remain in the path of the Soberanes fire near Big Sur and Carmel, that fire grew by another 700 acres overnight. It's only about 18% contained, and it's expected to burn for another month, possibly consuming 165,000 acres. The paranoia of Donald Trump may be getting the best of him. At a rally in Colorado Friday, Trump accused local fire marshals of turning away the overflow crowd for political reasons. It was just after firefighters had rescued Trump and his Secret Service entourage from a stuck elevator. But then, when the Colorado Springs Auditorium had reached capacity and officials started turning people away, Trump accused the fire marshal of being, quote, a Hillary person and engaging in what Trump called politics at its lowest. Now that he's trailing in most polls, Trump told a rally last night that the November election is likely rigged. He didn't say how or by whom, 
suggest that it's probably rigged with Republican leaders already having expressed their shame over Donald Trump's attack on the parents of a U.S. Army captain killed in the fight against terror. One Republican leader is both ashamed and outraged. Arizona Senator John McCain, who's never been a fan of Trump, says Trump really crossed the line this time. To use McCain's word, Trump disparaged the parents of that brave American soldier who just happened to be Muslim. Trump accused the grieving couple of reading a speech written by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Trump called out the family's religion, reminding many of his pledge to temporarily block all Muslims from entering the U.S. Quoting McCain, Trump suggested that the likes of their son should not be allowed in the U.S. to say nothing of entering its service. I hope, said McCain, Americans understand the remarks do not represent the views of the Republican Party. McCain was Trump's first targeted veteran. The one-time prisoner of war is not a hero, in Trump's opinion, and Trump has said so. Trump's attack on this Gold Star family nearly gave South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham the vapors. Quoting him, this is going to a place we've never gone before, to push back against the families of the fallen. Graham continued, there used to be some things that were sacred in American politics. But the mother of fallen soldier Humayun Khan may have been the most eloquent when she wrote, Donald Trump said he's made a lot of sacrifices. He doesn't know what the word sacrifice means. Her husband had accused Trump of the same, prompting Trump to answer that his sacrifices involved building businesses that employed thousands of people. Quoting Hillary Clinton, I don't know where the bottom is. By the way, pocket-sized booklets of the U.S. Constitution are selling like crazy since Kazir Khan held up his as he challenged Trump's stand on immigration at the Democratic Convention. Pocket Constitutions now hold two spots in Amazon's top five bestsellers. It was perhaps Khan asking if Trump had ever read the thing that inspired Trump's attack on Khan and his wife. Like it or not, the focus remains on Trump, who continues to play fast and loose with the facts on a number of topics. Trump has recently made several dramatic claims. He claimed the NFL had sent him a letter saying the scheduling of upcoming debates opposite NFL games is ridiculous. Not only did the NFL not use the word ridiculous, it says there is no such letter and that Trump has failed to produce evidence to the contrary. Trump also accused the Clinton campaign of rigging the debates to conflict with those games. Also not true. The debates were scheduled by a nonpartisan group in September of last year before we even knew for certain the candidates would be Trump and Clinton. On the international front, Trump said Russia's Vladimir Putin would not invade Ukraine, even though Putin's already done exactly that by seizing the Ukraine peninsula Crimea. Just last week, Putin folded Crimea's government into one of Russia's regional governments. But quoting the pop culture presidential candidate, he's not going into Ukraine, okay? Just so you understand, he's not going into Ukraine, all right? You can mark it down said Trump. ABC's George Stephanopoulos was stunned, but not slow to react, following up with, he's already there, isn't he? Okay, said Trump, he's there in a certain way. By Monday morning, Trump was pumping out a series of tweets in which he tried to clarify his answer. Trump now says he meant to say Russia would not push farther into Ukraine during a Trump presidency. In the past, Trump said Russia might have a valid claim to Crimea and that he's not inclined to condemn Russia for its takeover of Crimea or for its crackdowns on the freedom of Russia's people. But for all his accusations against Clinton's honesty, Trump has bragged about knowing Vladimir Putin and now says he never met the man. Trump also claims, I've never had a second thought in my life. 
And we continue to wait to see Trump's tax returns. Billionaire Warren Buffett campaigning for Clinton says there is no rule that says Trump can't release his returns while he's being audited and that Trump must be hiding something. Buffett says he'll show his own audited returns if Trump will show his. Billionaire Mark Cuban last week said he believes Hillary Clinton pays more in taxes each year than Donald Trump makes. In spite of all of this, in spite of it all, Trump remains statistically tied with Clinton in several polls. Although three polls show her in the lead this week, that lead is close to or within the margin of error in two of them. The conservative billionaire Koch brothers may be sticking to their pledge not to back Donald Trump in this year's campaign, but instead, Charles and David Koch, kept wealthy by fossil fuels, are pouring the money they would have spent on some other Republican presidential candidate into congressional races around the country. After meeting with some like-minded billionaires, the Kochs say they'll pump $4 million into TV ads targeting Democratic candidates for Congress in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Nevada. That's on top of the $24 million they've already spent. Ironically, the Kochs are challenging a Pennsylvania Democrat who they accuse of being for the favored few. Now in its fourth year, with over three million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. If you're already shopping for back to school or off to college, Amazon's ready for you. Right now, you'll find deals on everything, from approved homeschooling curriculum to required public school items, and everything a college student needs. In the back-to-school department, just enter your zip code, and Amazon will tell you what you need in your district, whether you're a student or a teacher. There, you'll find Amazon's picks for the best items and the best deals from kindergarten to college. Amazon also has new and used textbooks. Save big on textbooks by going to Amazon first. You'll also find Kindles and Amazon's Fire Tablet now on sale for as little as $49.99. And don't forget Amazon Student Prime, which carries most of the benefits of Prime at a price a student can afford. Whether it's a classroom, a church, or an office, ordering regularly through the Amazon link at buzzburbank.com sustains this free daily newscast. And no, summer isn't over yet. You'll still find deals on everything from lawnmowers to hammocks to beach and pool supplies. But please, when you do, use my link at buzzburbank.com. Yesterday, August 1st, brought the legal carry of guns to the University of Texas in Austin. The timing was incredible since August 1st marked the 50th anniversary of one of America's first mass school shootings on that very campus. From the bell tower in 1966, a former Marine and engineering student shot to death 14 people on campus after first killing both his wife and his mother. It should be noted that fewer than 1% of the students at UT Austin have a license to carry. Most of them are too young. And the campus carry law has lots of rules, including many places on campus where a gun cannot be carried, daycare facilities, near-dangerous chemicals, medical centers, and the rooms on campus where formal hearings are held. The weapon must be concealed and well-secured in a tight-grip holster. Semi-automatic handgun owners are required to keep the chambers empty. And yet, licensed gun owners who wish to carry on campus may now do so, but they're also required to have it with them at all times. It's an experiment to see if a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun. Time, as recorded by that University of Texas clock tower, will tell. McDonald's has started cleaning up its act, no longer using high-fructose corn syrup in its buns, using regular sugar instead. High-fructose corn syrup may be the cause of most of the obesity for which McDonald's and the like have been blamed. 
The milk will soon be hormone-free. McDonald's has also stopped selling chicken nuggets and breakfast items laced with man-made preservatives. The eggs now come from chickens that aren't in cages. The chickens are now antibiotic-free. The company says it's cleaned up about half its menu, and it hopes you like the changes as much as you apparently liked the decision last fall to make egg McMuffins with butter instead of liquid margarine. McMuffin sales after that doubled. For more than a century, the Bluebell Creameries have been churning out the favorite ice cream of a lot of Americans, especially in the South. Now the Texas company's barely hanging on, closing some plants and laying off 1,400 workers. Its products were off the shelves for months under a government order prompted by a listeria contamination that killed at least three people. Now Bluebell's been ordered to cough up $850,000 in fines, and it's been ordered to pay the first one hundred seventy-five grand within the next 30 days. It has 18 months to pay off the rest. Bluebell's also been ordered to report to the government each time it finds listeria in its plants and to let federal inspectors have free run of the place. It's been ordered to let state inspectors take samples and to hold all ice cream for release until after it's proven not to be contaminated. Here's your weekly Fandango movie roundup. Matt Damon's latest Jason Bourne movie opened at number one over the weekend, selling $60 million worth of tickets in the U.S. and Canada. Star Trek Beyond fell to second place with an additional $24 million. Bad Moms was third at $23 million. In the under 20 mil category, Secret Life of Pets was fourth, followed by Ghostbusters, Nerve, Finding Dory, and The Legend of Tarzan. For your local theaters and showtimes, previews and tickets, and so much more, and to support this free news, please use and bookmark the Fandango link you'll find at buzzburbank.com. The corpse flower on display in the Bronx isn't the only thing that stinks in New York State. In Throop, a half hour east of Syracuse, a horse barn that allowed its manure to build up in big piles had a fire on its hands. The owners say the horse poop has spontaneously combusted before, but this time the wind carried the smoke and the smell to nearby residences where people are disgusted. It was worse when the fire spread through dried plants and dead trees. It took three fire departments more than two hours to put out the flaming pile of poo and they've advised the stable owners to take steps to make sure this never happens again. And finally, it didn't take a detective to figure out that whoever vandalized the Portsmouth, New Hampshire Police Department building overnight had been drinking. That's because the vandal had, in black spray paint, scrawled across the building the words, I'm drunk. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comment. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.